0: The following comes to you through potbean.com in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. Friday everyone. This is Sylvia Stein and welcome to another In the Artist Realm. For today we have another exciting one-on-one interview and today I get to bring the very awesome and very talented author all the way from Halifax, Nova Scotia, the wonderful M.F. Wall and I want to have her you know come in and say her hello. I just wanted to you know, let you all know that she's here and I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for taking the time for being here today, MF Wall. Thank you.
1: Hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure.
0: Well, thank you for taking the time, uh, especially from uh, the only other interview I've done internationally or, you know, that's not in the United States has been uh, with Chrissy Parker, who's in uh, the UK, all the way in Devon. So your uh, every other interview has been here in the states, so thank you again for taking the time to do that
1: uh, thankfully i'm only about one time zone away from you so i don't right. think it's quite as hard to schedule as your uk interview
0: <laughs> right well we we work around it thank you so much and uh, sorry for the confusion earlier about the time the hour we're going to do this one-on-one so my apologies for that confusion on that oh it's no problem at all well, thank you again. Um, I wanted uh, for the, and I'm sure that there's you have a lot of a big fan base and all with your books and what you write. But for those that are uh, new listeners tuning into the podcast, can you please tell us about yourself? Sure. Um, um,
1: as you mentioned, I'm M.F. Wall, and um, I have two books. I have a novel that was self-published, and then. I subsequently put on Wattpad, if you don't know Wattpad, it's one of the largest free-reading platforms in the world, and to number one on Wattpad in horror. And then it's been picked up by Stitch Smile Publications, and it will be uh, traditionally published this fall, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yay. And then I have another... Yeah. I have another uh, book out that I did. Uh, you did a podcast with author A.J. Brown. Yes. Uh, he's a yes, friend of mine, actually.
0: Yes, yes. yes. Uh-huh. He, uh so Shout out we, to Jeff. We got,
1: <laughs> we got together, and uh, uh, we did a little novelette. It has two short stories. His short story, Run for the Flame, uh, mm-hmm. which is like a dystopian future, mm-hmm. and uh, my short story, uh, Purple Haze. Which is a space horror, and uh, I actually just won an award for that as well, which was really nice.
0: Oh well, congratulations! My gosh, so much, so many wonderful things happening, and yes, I have heard of Wattpad. It's a wonderful, like you said, it's it's a uh, it, it's it's a nice, a very big platform that recognizes a lot of talented authors. I'm glad you got, you know, you started. You say you self published, and then the wonderful stitch mile publications shout out to them because i I used to work with them um, as an editing intern and then an editor and shout out to Lisa and everyone there and then of course the wonderful AJ Brown who great uh, was also came on my podcast so it's wonderful to know that you work you know all this you know all the stuff you got going on that must be so exciting for you
1: it's really exciting it's uh it's nice when things kind of uh, go rolling along, and when you have a little bit of validation for all the the yes. hard work that that you put in, it's, it takes a lot of hard work to put out quality stories.
0: Yes, and congratulations on your award. I was just gonna go into that when you mentioned it. I saw that you put the announcement yesterday. a big congratulations on your award. And that that must feel so another, like you said, validation as as because as writers, we have such passion for what we do. And I'm sure that just added on to it, correct?
1: Oh, for sure. And it's the my first award that I've won. So I, hopefully it won't be my last one. Oh, no, <laughs> I
0: don't think so. I, I've seen uh, a lot of your, you know, little excerpts here and there. And, I, you know, we get so busy. I, I've got to catch up on my reviews. But I've seen a lot of talent uh, there. And, uh, you know, and considering, you know, I, I've tapped more into the horror genre when I started uh, working for Stitch Mile, but when I was still there, and I I was able to open up my, uh, what is it, my genres, not just stick to one, uh, but go into different ones, and I'm glad I got to do that, because I found a whole new realm of different uh, stories and authors that I I hadn't heard of, but now uh, more and more they're getting recognized, like yourself as one, and also Jeff Brown, so... That's amazing. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of very talented uh, authors in the in the horror genre, and yeah. uh, a lot of them are independent currently. So yeah. it's it's nice when you really get to know those authors. Um, it's really nice to to be around such great talent.
0: Yes, yes, Emma, and you're among those. So I see I see good, big, big, and better things coming. I'm sure there'll be more awards where uh, where that first one came from for you as well. So that's amazing. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. But I was going to say, so where, um, if, you're welcome. Where do you get your start? Like, um, you know, as as uh, did you know, uh, and I know a lot of, you know, writers, sometimes, you know, they get asked the same question, but I wanted to ask you, like, when you were younger, did you know you were going to be a author? And did you know you were going to go into the horror genre? How did that start for you?
1: You know, when I was younger, I was always a writer. I, I could put together sentences. I, I really enjoyed writing, and even as a little kid, I was writing uh, stories. And, you know, as a kid, they're, they're not the greatest stories in the face of the planet, but they. Were, I, I was just writing. I filled up huge notebooks. I spent uh, a vast majority of my time uh, in school instead of paying attention to what teachers were saying, just writing <laughs> Yes. stories, um, to just meandering stories of uh, horror and fantasy. Uh, but I never really thought that it was a whole career. It's nothing that I ever thought I would get into as a profession. Oh, okay. um, and it took me a while to kind of go with my passion. No, okay. to, to, it, it felt too artistic almost, even though I was still pur- pursuing artistic um endeavors and I wanted artistic careers I had gotten into film and, and that kind of stuff but just writing just seemed intangible to me as a as a career and at a certain point then I just decided that I had to go for that
0: and here I am today exactly so thank goodness that you uh, kept going for it because I know you know as you mentioned and, and I and I kind of giggled a little bit when you were talking about writing stories as a young and not really paying attention to your classes because I used to do the same thing when I was younger. So, you know, that's why I kind of giggled at that part, but you know, and, and also, uh, when you mentioned, uh, the, the uh, important part about you didn't really see it as something you were going to pursue. Um, did a lot of that come from maybe others telling you that writing wasn't a career? Or was that just something that you thought? Cause a lot of times uh, you hear, well, writing's not really a career. And, and that gets in the back of your head when you're trying to pursue writing I don't know if that that was the case for you or not I,
1: I I don't think it was ever really a conversation I'm the in about 5th grade I remember writing, we had like a little book binding class mm-hmm. where they put books together for us and um, the thing that I heard was that a teacher told me at that point I had to stop writing such gory stories which they were <laughs> I mean, if you were to see the stories I wrote, they're laughable, they're not gory, but they weren't um, stories that little girls were typically writing oh. at that age. Oh, okay.
0: Um,
1: and so I was told to stop writing such gory stories at that point. Not that I did. And yeah. um, as far as writing goes, I know my parents had saved a lot of my my old stuff that I wrote as a kid. They were kind yeah. of impressed by where my imagination went but it wasn't like we never had a conversation about that that would be a career choice or that no. um I should or I shouldn't do it And the same thing with any teacher that I ever spoke with it was never yeah. um so I guess that's really why I never thought about it as a, a viable career because I didn't I didn't know that at that you know at that age that there were books on writing and that there was this and that There were kind of it was like almost like trying to become a, a rock star or a celebrity. It was just people just were, and I wasn't. Oh, okay. And, and, I get, and, but, you know, as I, as I got older and I kind of realized what was going on, that's, that I, I have had a possibility for doing that. That's, I guess, when I got into it.
0: That, that you know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I do understand, especially back then, like you said, there weren't too many books on writing like there are now. There's many people now that write books for people, you know, for other writers or authors. I see them everywhere on Amazon. And uh, when I started back then, too, there wasn't like a self-book for how to better your writing. I just, I guess you just kind of, for me, it was learning from other uh, authors that I came across. And myself, you know, I, st- I had a, a vivid imagination, which you mentioned you were writing these you know, really gory, you know, uh, stories, but your, your mind, you know, for someone in fifth grade, you had such an active imagination. And again, I guess that's what, what makes a good storyteller in my book. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely required to have a uh, an active imagination mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I think most kids do. I don't think that I've ever met a kid that doesn't have an active imagination. Yes. I think, um, something happens to a lot of adults where it just kind of fades away. They don't, they don't culture it. They, they don't sustain it into adulthood. Um, but I think everybody innately has, uh, imagination.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Now, um, can you go into like the books cause you've written too, but have you, uh, written short stories or something that you want to discuss as far as how you, your, your process is as far as writing when you like. Do you think that uh, stories like it, in your the two books that you have, or um, is it always driven by your characters? Is it plot dri- driven? Do you have a process? Can you go into that? Well,
1: I think it's um, I, have a, I have a whole whack of short stories mm-hmm. in addition to um, the two books that I have out, all that's coming out in the book that I have out. Uh, currently, um, and I think to me it's important that um, you have characters and plot. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: characters are great, and uh, they can sustain um, you know a, a plot that maybe isn't as novel and the, uh, a plot that's kind of simplistic or so-so. If you have fantastic characters, you can really still enjoy the book. And uh, if you have just a dynamite mm-hmm. plot with and the characters are maybe a little less developed than they should be. I mean, they're not terrible, but they're yes. not, not will have mm-hmm. a, a okay book that's not horrible. Um, in my opinion, there needs to be a really good balance. If you have really good characters and really good plot, it should be driven by both. Yes. Um, otherwise, you know, you end up with a mediocre product.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was going to say that. And uh, have you, um, when you started till now, do you feel like you've really grown as a writer? Because every writer says that like, or do you feel like Jeff mentioned when he was here that every, even now you've learned every, like more stuff as you go. Even And there's never uh, something you don't learn to do differently. Not that you're changing how you're writing, but you kind of expand it, expand your stories now more because of maybe a certain critique you got or uh, the, which was constructively done, but then you can actively say, you know, I wrote this, I don't really like this, but you know, I know I can better it. Like, are you able to see that uh, as a writer did, or did you ever have issues with that as you, as, as you grew as a writer? You know, um,
1: it kind of, this reminds me of, um, I don't remember where I heard it and I don't remember if this is the exact musician. Um, but, Uh, there's a famous musician. I can't remember if it's Chopin or, uh, Vivaldi or somebody, but, um, I was, I was listening to somebody on a podcast, uh, speak about, uh, this famous, fantastic musician that they would say, you know what, they're so good. We teach them in all these schools and, uh, they would not get into Juilliard, uh, at this in this day and age. And why is that is because even though they are amazing they're one of the classics yes we've improved to that point to even where kids are just so good now because they're standing on the shoulders of giants yes. right and i yes. i kind of feel that way and when it comes to my own writing yes. else's writing there's always room for improvement, improvement no matter what i might write something that i think is great and um there's always something there that can be improved, and that doesn't mean that it's not good. Yes. But and it, it just means that it can always be improved. So if there's things that their their work is the best that it can can never be improved. Um, that's that's an issue because it can always always be improved no matter what. Yeah. Even King uh, can be improved. You know. Mm, yes. Five Barker can be improved anybody anybody that you can think of any of yes. these um yes. amazing novelists in a hundred years yes. people will be looking at them and saying what is this drivel that they wrote even though we, at this mm. point we think it's fantastic because they'll be so far advanced at that point
0: yes Ex- exactly exactly and 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 that's true have you seen uh, bringing that up uh, i don't know if you are familiar with uh, mike and molly um uh, the character melissa mccarthy She played, uh, I think she was trying to write a novel in one of the scenes of the book. And this is what came across when you were talking about that, where she wrote something and then she's reading it to her husband. And then she, uh, but before she did that, she goes through it herself on, right. And they have it for editors, like when editors do their editing and stuff. uh, And she throws it and she's like, oh my God, this is a piece of garbage. I don't know if you've seen that. It's so hilarious because of the way she makes it look hilarious, but I can't tell you how many times I've uh, I've had that happen where um, uh, I've, I've had, uh, you know, something. You okay, well, you... well, sorry about that. As That's I said, okay. my child interrupted me. I told them not to tell me about call. Sorry about that. Can't <laughs> tell you how many times I apologize. It's uh I have children, guys. Sorry about that. I um, totally get it. I have kids, so <laughs> thank you. Um, I I can't tell you how many times that uh I've looked at something and I've I've actually read it aloud. And that's one of the things that I learned when I was at Stitch Miles, that they said you read it aloud to yourself and see if it flows or you have these things happen when you're reading your story. And I, I was like, Oh my God. And I felt just like her when I saw that little clip, even though I laughed, I was like, Oh my God, this goes in the trash or, you know, I can improve it or something like that. And do you find, like you said, you know, you can always improve, but do you find yourself doing that with some, with some of your work or anything like that?
1: Oh yeah. There's a, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it because there's a, a meme that I've seen floating around on Facebook and it's just some dude sitting at a computer and he's like, this is, this is ridiculous. What idiot wrote this? And then it says, <laughs> Oh yeah, me. And, <laughs> and I feel like that quite a bit. I'll write something and then I'm like, geez, this is, this is awful. But the, the thing is in my process, at least I just, I don't tend to write and then go back and read and fix it up and then continue. I just, get everything out i just vomit it onto the page yes. and then i go through and fix it i'm i would say i'm more of an editor of my own work than a writer because it spends so much more time being edited than on my end
0: yes yes okay yeah no no and it's true it's true you have to be willing to do that like um or take uh a, you know a critique and make it like you know not to you know use the cliche of, you know, make lemons into lemonade, but it's kind of like that, like take a, a negative thing or something that, that may be constructively said and make it, you know, and, and, and work on it. And that's what I do. Like what I appreciated about stitch smiles when I was there is that they always took the time to tell you, I think you can improve this. It wasn't a put down. It was just a way to make your work shine because in the end you're, you're showing that work to others to your readers and you want your readers to enjoy the story so it's really you know it, a product of what you're bringing out would you agree with that
1: i would definitely agree with it it's, a, it's ex- extremely important for an author to be able to take constructive criticism well uh if you have a team of people that you trust your your beta readers and mm-hmm. um family friends whomever it is uh other authors, and you have them, them read something,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they bring up issues, you don't have to agree with those issues no. necessarily. But it's something that because it was brought up, you have to then look at it and, and take emotion out of the way. They're not saying that, you're, that you're, your writing isn't good. They're saying that they think that, that this, of- is, this is an issue that, they, that came to their mind when writing it. Yeah, exactly. For me personally, if somebody says something that makes sense to me, a lot of times when somebody says something, they're like, I am I clue and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, that totally makes sense and I want to fix it. Or sometimes I'm not really sure and the group of people that I send stuff out to, um, if I hear it back from another few people, not necessarily be seeing it, yes. hmm. but uh, you know, three people have come back to me and said, X Y Z. This is then means that this is an issue because although I'm not seeing it, they're seeing it. I I'm, mm-hmm. I don't think I don't agree with my artistic vision, and it doesn't matter what they see. Mm-hmm. Once you write something and you put it out into the public,
0: it's not yours anymore. Yeah. You know, it's it's they see it and, it, and you should be willing to to be able to take take the criticism, like you said, and fix it instead of getting you know, all up, caught up in, well, it's my story, but the thing is, if, if people are telling you and they're telling you constructively, you should be willing to fix it. Exactly. I agree. I agree with it right. Cause it's a product. Exactly.
1: And especially if it's an issue that's coming up over and over again, there's always going to be, you know, art is subjective. Mm-hmm. So there might be something that somebody says that, that you disagree with it. That it doesn't make sense to you. Um, the only person that said it. So that's just something that happened for them, Yeah. right? It doesn't mean that it's happening for everybody else. But exactly. when it's an issue that you may not necessarily agree with, but you hear over and over and over again, this is something that then uh, perhaps you're not seeing because you're too close to the
0: work. Exactly, exactly. And you have to be willing to step away, like you said, and let your beta readers and other authors, colleagues, or uh, even family look at it. And, and that's the beauty of, uh, when I do the read aloud, I look at it as a table read. I don't know if you, you know, like when actors do a table read for the show, that's how I look at a read aloud. And, and I can, when I'm reading it, I can see, I'm like, Oh my God, that, that needs to be changed. Or, Oh my God, I didn't, how come I didn't see this? It's, I don't know that happens to you, but I I find, like you said, you have to kind of you said vomit or, or, or vomit it out on the table or purge all of it and, and you know, get 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 to writing it. And I don't know if that makes sense or not. You know, do, no, do it, it over. No, it, it
1: definitely makes sense. And it, it's, um,
0: I, I would agree, it's really
1: good to, um, if you can, to read it out loud. And having a, a bunch of beta readers give you back notes is, is similar to almost like, um, a silent table read when yes. I used to do screenplays, uh-huh. uh, before I, I wrote fiction. Yes. Um, that's kind of something that that's the standard for screenplays is you write your screenplay and then you sit, th- you think you've got it polished. Mm-hmm. You go and you get a, a, some of your actor friends or you, you hire some actors to sit around at a table mm-hmm. and everybody gets a part and the, they read it. And right there changing lines, because once they start coming out of, of people's mouths, you see how if they feel natural and, and, and um, being able to envision the scenes as they're, they they kind of click together. So if you can read every part of your manuscript out loud, it's time consuming, yes, but it's a it's a good thing. Can, I personally read.
0: No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's that's it. My rant is over. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You're fine. I thought I had. It's because I tend to do that. Um, it because sometimes the. When you're doing, like, right now we're doing the Hangout, we're using the audio, but it lags. Right now it's fine, but sometimes I think it might have lagged. So if you hear me cut you off, go, please stop. I'm trying to finish my what I'm saying. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with that because my mother, my sisters always say, Sylvia, let us finish talking. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. It just happens. <laughs> oh, it's not a worry. But um, I, I was going to say, so that that's another side I wanted you to talk about. Thank you for sharing about the screenplay writing. So have you written something that you've turned into like some short film or anything like that that you can share with us today? Or, And do you see some of the work that we're going to get into your books in a minute um, and you discuss those? Have you thought of maybe turning your books into into a screenplay since you do that as well? I have no produced
1: screenplays at the time. No. Um, movies are really, really expensive to um, yeah. make. Yeah, okay. so you have yeah. a lot of friends in the industry. You're making it off of the goodwill and the backs of other people. Okay. Um, and yeah. when it comes to features, uh, no matter what, you have to have a certain budget. And yes. So when I was, um, I didn't, I didn't, um, flew on to me. So
0: know you're, no, you're <laughs> it kind playing, of distracted me. Right, no worries. Me. I had but, my um, son come in and interrupt this. So no worries. <laughs>
1: um, so sorry. What was I saying? Yes. When I, when I was writing screenplays, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't in a financial position to fund a feature film. I don't know many people that are, even uh, if they're very well off, because they're they're very expensive. So mm-hmm. I was trying to get uh, feature films produced, and um, that's one of the reasons that I switched over to writing fiction because mm-hmm. I had a small group of people that was was trying to get these films made, but mm-hmm. the, all this work that I was putting into writing, um, I I wasn't nothing was being realized. Mm-hmm. I would write the script, and then it would be, you know, a few years later, and we're still struggling to get funding just to, to shoot yes. a few scenes from it. Okay. So I wanted more people than my inner circle uh, to be able to read what I was writing. Yes, of course. Of but course. Um, the, my my book, Disease, that's coming, up with, uh, coming out with Stitch Smile Publications, yes. Um, yes. that was originally a screenplay, oh, and um. uh, it was optioned by a producer in L.A., and unfortunately, they weren't able to to raise more than 50% of the funding for it. So the rights uh, ended up reverting back to me and that's why I decided to novelize it.
0: Okay. Okay. And, and you might still see it later on come through rotation where, where it will become a film later on, like you said, because it takes a lot of money, but you still were able to convert that screenplay to, to your novel now. And now that we said that, can you tell us about disease and what, what can you share without giving it all away? What can you share about that and the characters for that for that book or novel? Sure. For Disease, um, I like to say it's a zombie novel uh, mm-hmm. for
1: people who uh, don't necessarily like zombies. Okay. Not that there's not zombies, yes. but this is not just um, your normal um, monster book, yeah. okay. basically. It's not just about the zombies. It's very character-driven. It's about the characters and about what's going on with the characters the zombies are the catalyst um in the book
0: okay
1: that push them together oh okay. i wanted zombies because i'm a huge zombie fan myself okay. that's why i decided i wanted to i just wanted to write something zombies okay. but i didn't want uh it to be just about the zombies and you know we, we've all seen just zombie flicks we've all read books that are just zombies and this is yeah. more about the characters
0: yes Yes, uh, kind of like the show *The Walking Dead*. I mean, it's very popular, but it it uh, it has characters and zombies. But in your case, you're you're trying to make, if I got this correct, the the zombies are the catalyst of the story, right? They're like the main. Um, is, is that did I say that correctly?
1: They basically they're the reason that everybody they've really pushed everybody. Into this is like th- uh, it takes place about three years after the zombie apocalypse. Okay. the zombies are still around, and mm-hmm. um, civilization is kind of trying to rebuild. But they're the they're the reason uh, that everybody's in the position that they are in.
0: Okay, okay, I see it. I see that. So now that makes that makes sense, and it sounds like a really a really exciting novel. I bet you you're excited because you've done it on Wattpad and Stitch Smile Publications is going to publish it. Uh, do you find yourself getting more and more excited as it, it as it comes near to getting published through them or is it the same feeling you had when it was on Wattpad because you accomplished a lot on Wattpad as well so
1: on Wattpad it was really fun one of the great things that
0: i like about
1: Wattpad is that you really get to interact with the readers okay. um, so when i first self published it i just published it on amazon and People re- leave reviews or they don't leave reviews. They read yeah. the book or they don't read the book. And yeah. uh, a lot of people might read the book and they might love it, but they never read write a review. You never know. Yeah. You don't have any kind of interaction with that reader. On Wattpad, um, what's nice is the readers can go through and they just they can comment on, comment on any passage that they read. Oh, so nice. um, there's so many comments where people just read something and, and it's just really nice to to see the things that, that people would have to say about certain passages that I would read. And then I could comment back to them. And, uh, that was, that was pretty nice and yes. it was exciting to, to do it that way. Yes,
0: um, yes. Of course.
1: Now with it coming out with stitch smile, it's a, it's a book release. So yes. book releases are always exciting.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, I can't, I can't wait to, to get a copy of it so I can review it too. Because like I said, you know, the, the, that's another thing, you know, you want Wattpad lets you interact. And that's what we as authors uh, love uh, as far as when you get a book, you want to hear from, you know, uh, readers, how did they like your book? And it's nice that you've got that interaction with the Wattpad and hopefully, in, you know, the release parties, those are also exciting as well. So you've got that going on uh, for, for that. But I was going to ask you in regards to, your next book that you're working on with Jeff Brown, how did that came? uh, I know you mentioned a little bit of it in the beginning, but I wanted you to touch base on uh, what, what, how did that come about? If you can share that.
1: Well, I'm not currently working on uh, anything with AJ, but um, uh, Mm -hmm. we hope to do something again sometime in the future, but we do have a book out now together, uh, which is the end is all we see. Mm -hmm. And um, so as I mentioned before, his is the, Run for the Flame, mine mm-hmm. is Purple Haze, and um, we were just, we had originally been planning to maybe trade chapters or trade stories mm-hmm. in, in some manner, um, just to kind of reach out to
0: yeah.
1: uh, other readers, and then we said, uh, hey, you know, what would be cool is why don't we just put out a book together, Yeah. and so we, we went ahead and, and did that, but what's really fun about the entire project is we, we wanted to keep it a little experimental. Um, so we did two versions of the book. Um, my version of the book, uh, has my story first, his story second, and it's titled the end is all we see. Uh-huh. And then his version of the book is titled all we see is the end. And it has his story first and my story second.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. So that's, that's pretty exciting. And I, and I, I, uh, I need to also get that copy of the book. And I think, it was mentioned before by Jeff Brown about working with you and the podcast. I believe he mentioned that. And I meant to catch up on the readings as, as moms, as your mom. So, you know, we try to catch up with many books as we can. So I definitely need to look into those two. Uh, uh, your, your your current bo- book on Wattpad, which will be released with Stitch Mile Publication that you self-published, Disease, and the new one with A.J. Brown that's already on Amazon. You said it was called what again? Sorry. Uh, well, there's two versions. My version mm-hmm. is
1: the end is all we see.
0: The end is all we see. Okay.
1: And his version is all we see is the end. All I don't know if you have end. show notes or anything that go out with the podcast, but if you like, I can give you a link to both versions.
0: Oh yes, that that'll that'll work that way. I can put them there, and if and people can go and uh, see see that one when they download the podcast. They could also go in and read the books that you all have currently out. Definitely, definitely. But, um, and thank you for that. And I was going to say, um, what, um, so what are you working on now? Are you just waiting for disease now as far as to, uh, to be released? Or are you currently working on a story now? Well, I'm, I'm always writing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've kept busy with writing uh, a lot of short stories and I'm also working on the sequel, uh, for disease right now as well, which will be a full novel.
0: Oh, okay. Yes, of course. Oh, okay. So that, that's exciting too. Sorry. I was, uh, trying to get this, uh, the computer was doing a pinwheel. So I'm sorry about that. I am paying attention, but I was getting distracted by the pinwheel. So my apologies on that MF. Um, so you're currently work, you're always writing and you're working on another, another, uh, after this current novel, you're working on, on the next one or, or at least starting to write it. Correct? Right.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, in addition to the short stories that I've been working on, um, I have the, the, the sequel for disease that I'm working on as well. So hopefully sometime in the not too distant future, I will have, uh, the second book in the disease series available.
0: That's, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Now, um, if I I don't mean to put you on the spot and you can take your time, I was going to say, can you read a small excerpt of disease for us today? Would that be okay?
1: Yeah, I can do that. Uh, do you have um, a length preference?
0: Uh, uh whatever preference you want to read for us is fine. And when you're sure. done, just say that, you know. You can just say, "I'm done with a chapter" or something like that. No problem.
1: Okay, I'll. I can. I have um the the first chapter of disease. I won't read the whole first chapter, but I can read a a portion of the the very beginning of the the chapter for anybody who's interested.
0: Oh no problem. They can, yes, they can listen. Yes, that that will be awesome. I, I always love when uh, authors get to read some of their excerpts. So, take your time. So is it, yeah. Do you want me to go ahead and do that now? Yes. If you're ready. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So this is Disease by M.F. Wall. It's uh, an excerpt of the first chapter. Casey's frazzled nappy nappy hair is held back tightly. The elastic has seen better days. A few thick, kinky strands stick to her face and threaten her dark brown eyes. Sweat drips from her brow as she pinches the match between her dark fingers and wipes her forehead with her arm. Careful not to drip on the empty matchbox she clutches. Vaguely, her lungs call from somewhere far away, begging for oxygen. The match flares, and the sound of the strike is lost as a loud crash shakes the wall she leans against. It rattles her teeth, and flakes of pat and flakes of plaster float down, dusting her shoulders. Her hand trembles; a strand of firecracker clenched in it. A few sparks, and then catches as she brings it to the fire. Casey tosses the explosives into the next room. She breathes; her chest filling with the stench of decomposition. Decomposing flesh. Nearby lies a rotting body. A lifeless lump. Head smashed into the dust-laden area rug beneath it. Grimy, broken pictures of the family that once lived here. Smile down from the walls. They are frozen forever. They are frozen. Forever grinning approval at all that may transgress under this roof. Casey is pushed into motion by the roar of gunpowder disintegrating cardboard shells. She, whisper, she grips the door jamb and peers into the adjacent room. Inside, a disheveled man roots through a hoarder's paradise of broken furniture, searching for the source of the noise. This is Casey's cue to flee. Against the wall leans a worn and splintered baseball bat. Blood slowly thickens on the wood, clotting in cracks and crevices, and tufts of hair cling to it, visible by the early morning light. They are from the dead man. Casey curls her fingers around the bat and creeps toward the back of the room as quietly as she can. Aged floorboards creak underneath. Broken glass crackles. She timidly shifts her weight with every step, picking her way around the broken flat screen and mouse-ridden couch. She skates a foot around the crushed frame on the floor, avoiding the crinkling of avoiding the crinkle of a moldering marriage certificate that has escaped. An overturned desk lays cockeyed in the corner when she finally reaches it when she finally reaches it casey thrusts her hand underneath and gropes for the small clammy hand which grips hers back she yanks and alex's blonde hair catches the light as he soars to his feet tears cut deep rivets through his tears cut deep rivets through the grime and dirt on his pale nine-year-old face the wall shakes again raining more plaster Casey remembers seeing a back door to the house. It's the only way that doesn't cross paths with the man they just escaped. They creep through the main hallway into the kitchen. She's holding her breath again, an unconscious reflex. The man in the other room continues to tear through the piles of garbage and broken furniture. Once loved, long, once loved items clang and clatter, hitting walls and falling to the floor. The Tanners used to live here. It says so right outside on their still intact mailbox. Bills sitting inside, unpaid for over three years. Credit card applications and sales flyers now a rotting memento. Credit cards and applications, credit card applications and sales flyers now a rotting memento of times past. The man with the putrid face does not mourn them. No one does.
0: Wow. Oh my God, that was powerful. I Thank you. I could. Sorry about all the. I tend to no no, no trip over my lines no, no, when I'm reading. <laughs> no problem. Um, it was it was like I felt like I was there. You're a great uh, writer and author and storyteller because I felt like I could picture Casey and and everything that was going around her and oh, it was just so chills. <laughs> I, I I got I definitely got to read. That's uh, that was that was just like you're very good at not only showing but telling. You know, people keep using that about showing and telling, and your stories, and you do such a wonderful job of descri- description and t- and showing us and telling us what's going on all around. her. Oh, that was just phenomenal! Thank you for sharing that excerpt. And Great, that was, thank you very much. And that was from Disease, right? That's that's the, what you just read us. Yeah, that
1: was a uh, from the that was the first few. Paragraphs or first 500 words ish of
0: uh, disease. Thank you. Thank you. That, that was oh, so amazing. Now, um, MF, uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, is that okay to call you MF? Cause I don't know if I'm supposed to say your, oh, name. yeah, definitely. okay. I wanted to say, um, is there a link or links, uh, where people can reach out to you on Facebook? Like, is it just Facebook, Twitter, Uh, email uh, do you want to share that with us today and also play uh i'll put them on the uh podcast uh, when i when you download sure the best
1: uh place to find me uh my big hub is my website which is www.mfwall.com uh and i'm also on facebook i'm also on twitter um i'm on pinterest as well i'm I'm kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you go to my website, uh, you can find me there. You Mm -hmm. can sign up for my newsletter, um, Mm -hmm. and you can find my social media links there as well. If you're big into social media, um, then I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and Facebook. Facebook is my my main thing. I have a fan group there as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I share a lot of stuff with my my fan group that I don't necessarily share um, anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same thing with my, my newsletter. Those are the two, um, the two big spots.
0: Oh, okay. Well, thank you. But so, I can give you all that. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. That uh, But, but like I said, she has the website as she mentioned, which is www.mfwall.com, right? Is that what you said? That's correct. Yep. And then that's the biggest, uh, one you should uh, check that one out. She has links there. You can follow, and she's also on Facebook under M.F. Wall and Twitter under M.F. Wall, correct? And Pinterest. Is that um,
1: uh, on Twitter, I am under M.F. Wall, but that's not my personal account. That's more um, just an account where I blast out uh, news about okay. my writing. My personal Twitter is Real Monster House, which is R-E-A-L-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-H-A-U-S.
0: Okay. Okay. So so real
1: monster house, but with a H A U S instead of H O U S instead
0: of house. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I I see. And
1: um, my Pinterest is MF Wall, and um, my Instagram, I believe, is MF Wall underscore author.
0: Okay. So, and the best way to reach her is her website. So the
1: best way to, to all of this information is all on my website. Um, and uh, you can you can find me there there's links to all of my social media there. I don't I actually don't think I'm I'm hooked up to the the Pinterest and the Instagram. Okay. on my website yet, but I can remedy that if okay. if people are really
0: into that. Okay. And she also has a newsletter. Don't forget that. So sign up for it. Don't forget to do that. Now, um, it's been wonderful to have you today, MF Wall. I really appreciate you taking the time, but I wanted to ask is there something we don't know about you that we've talked a lot? Is there something that uh, we may be surprised to know about you, if you would like to share that or not? or And also, if you can share some advice for those aspiring writers or writers, uh, authors that are out there?
1: Um, well, there's a lot that people don't know about me. I don't know if I'm willing to share it, though.
0: Okay. And that's okay. No, and that's perfectly fine. No problem. But
1: I will say that uh, I really enjoy raspberries. They're one of my favorite foods.
0: Oh, my gosh, uh, My daughter is obsessed with raspberries. She keeps asking my mother-in-law, because my mother-in-law got her some a while back. Every time we come here, she's like, do you have raspberries? Do you have raspberries? So that's 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 pretty funny that you mentioned that. But, yeah,
1: I can't keep raspberries in my in my fridge. My kids consume them. As soon as they, I walk in the door with them, they're eating them right out of the
0: container. I'm lucky if I even get one. That's how it is with children. They always know. you. They never know anything, but when you bring any type of food, it they do know.
1: They,
0: they, they certainly do. As far as advice goes, I would
1: say um, learn how to take constructive criticism well. Mm-hmm. Um, get yourself a good group of beta readers and... Um, the tried and true advice, which is writers write. If you're not writing, then you're not really a writer, are you?
0: Uh, exactly. Oh, that that's very good. That's, that's, that's very, very poignant and very, very true. So thank you for sharing that. But um, I really have enjoyed um, having you. I appreciate you taking the time. I hope you had a good time being on here. And uh, I hope I, I wasn't too, too overly... Um, you know, it, it was stumbling on words. When you say you were stumbling on words. I was stumbling on words and stuff. Um, Cause like I said, I'm, I'm used to my own office at home. I love the space here. Don't get me wrong, but you know, when you get used to your own office and space, uh, this has taken me a little adjustment. So uh, I wanted to make sure everything was sounded well, and I hope you had a good time. I hope I made you feel welcome. <laughs> You certainly
1: did. Thank you very much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Well, it's been it's been awesome, amazing, and uh, I can't wait to share the link for her for the podcast today. Um, if you'd like to know more about MF Wall, as she shared, she has her website, the www.mfwall.com, and you can find all her links there. And she also has a newsletter, and we look so much forward to your writing of what's to come with Stitch Mile Publication. Shout out to all of them, and also um, in your work on. Uh, do you still have uh, work up on Wattpad right now?
1: Um, yeah, I have. I have a little bit of stuff up on Wattpad right now. Um, I have the the first chapter of Disease is up there. Uh, the whole book was up um, when it was featured okay? and, um, now that, uh, that it's no longer featured for now, okay. um, they've changed the entire featuring process. So anybody who is, who is, um, it used to be like a six month process okay. when you're featured, um, they would, they would put the book up for a solid six months. And I think I'm coming up on that now anyway, but Um, they're changing their whole system. So anybody that was featured and and previously had their book up that was still up there, um, they're removing all of those books and bringing on a bunch of new books. So um, with that process and um, it going over to uh, be traditionally published, the entirety of the book and just leaving the first chapter as an
0: excerpt. Okay. No, then that's fine. I just wanted to make sure to touch base with everyone and like I said, um, I appreciate you being here. If there's anything that I forgot, I'd love to have you back. Anytime you want to come back and share about your books, we'll discuss more of your new books when your release with Stitch Mile Publications comes. I'd I love to have you, and just let me know when you're whenever you're ready. I know you're a mom also. You're busy like I am with my kids, so especially having two, and one of them is a young baby, right? I, I believe you said you have a baby.
1: It's- yeah, uh, he's two. I, I call him a baby, but he's he just turned two. So
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I I I he's went still in diapers though. A- so he's still a baby, in my <laughs> he, opinion. It, it, they're always babies. I, my oldest is twelve years old, and I still call him a baby. So <laughs> no, in our eyes, they're always going to be babies. So, but thank you so so much. I will upload everything on the podcast and share it. And I really appreciate you being here. On podbean.com or in the artist realm through podbean.com and I did want to tell you it will also be available on iTunes and Google Play on your mobile device so be sure to check it out and thank you so so much for taking the time to be here thank you so much well thank you guys for being here today on this one on one with the amazing and awesome MF wall and we look forward to having more authors come here on our show And I hope everyone has a very pleasant Friday and a happy weekend. Thank you for taking the time. We'll see you all later. The following came to us through podbean.com. In the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Thank you.